electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Coming off Friday's all-time closing high, futures lower, yields up as Powell reiterates on 60 Minutes. The Fed wants more confidence before cutting rates. Busy week with a lot of consumer earnings and Fed speak. That's where our road bet's going to begin. Another big week for investors. Now halfway through the earnings season, Dow comes off the best week of the year. S&P another fresh record close. Plus, more issues for Boeing. It is reporting another problem with its 737 jets. It may delay the deliveries of about 50 aircraft. And shares of Caterpillar seem to be on track for what would be a record high at the open. That is following its latest earnings, which seem to have been a beat. We're going to break down the quarter with the CEO. It's a CNBC exclusive, and it will be later this hour. Let's begin, though, with the markets after that record-setting week for stocks. Jim, uh, some work being done. Uh, Sam Stovall is a good example of what happens when you notch all-time highs in January and February. Yeah, well, look, yeah, I mean, we had an astounding week last week, and it looks to continue. And I think that people uh, have to recognize that there have been very few shortfalls uh, and some monster by big companies increases. Uh, and it's kind of surprising because when you look at the sum total of the research today, uh, almost every single thing is price target bump, price target bump, price target bump. And yet, of course, the averages are down, David, because the futures are loath to be able to recognize what's underneath, which is that in a rather extraordinary set of earnings, considering that we've had a lot. 11, you know, considering what we heard last night from Pat. When you say rather extraordinary set of earnings, what set are you thinking of? Well, a broader I, set or particular. Well, let's see, if you want to know what the strongest, uh, I think, stocks are, are the industrials, and then the technology, and then so far retail. Not a lot of retail yet. Uh, these would have been the three that I would have shorted. Uh, looking at what the Fed's done, they would have made the most sense. They would have been the most crushed, and it's the opposite. So that leaves us all trying to think of, well, what happened to this soft landing, hard landing? And the answer is there's no landing. And that was what he put to bed last night, j There's no landing. It's just a good economy. Right. We're back to reality, dude. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we didn't learn anything new from that interview. No, last but I'm just night. saying it was that, the same thing from the call. Uh, no, no, the no, they taped it, by the way, before we got the employment number. So. I, I, no, but I'm just. Yeah. Okay, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, did I need to watch it? I was watching Masters of the Air. I had to switch. No. And I did, but that's because I, I didn't have my vision pro yet. But w- what I'm just saying is, is that you get a situation where it's there's maybe there's no. It's a new suit. It's a beautiful tie. Stay focused. It's a beautiful tie. No, it's a, like Bahar. It's a second-rate tie. It's half the price of my normal ties. It just looks the same. Oh, I like it. I went, right. I went to Costco. They had great ties. And it is. A I nice noticed. Suit. And you also said you can see the prices falling in real time. Yes, you can. I mean, it's rather extraordinary. We went in with guns blazing at Costco. Really? Yeah. I mean, there was just... Like, I, real time I, means, like, you're, you're walking through the store and you come back to an aisle and the price is lower? I, I, I'm talking about an M&M package. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, M&M back to reality. I've got the full circle here. 
Um, let's go back to, to PAL for a second before we go to Costco. But by the way, the gold is not available at the store. That's what I wanted to get. You can only buy that online, right? But the uh, Shark uh, vacuum cleaners, mm. the price is just so through iRobot. The long knives are out for iRobot. Well, iRobot's having some really difficult right. times but given no just longer to go going back to be acquired to, by Amazon. Yes. Right, to go back to Pal. Yes, back to Pal. Um, I think that we're now in an era where what he's saying everywhere, not just with Scott Pellet, is that, look, we don't need to, we don't need to cut. we got a great economy. So, I mean, we're not supposed to have a great economy. That's why I started with the industrials. Eaton, Illinois Tool Works, maybe Caterpillar. They're going to, people want, the shorts have to take Caterpillar down. They cannot let this thing be up. <laughs> They've been crushed. So, the shorts. So I know. Anybody heard of those other than uh, Nate, which, you know, goes after companies that don't exist? I think, David, more important than anything is that we have the mandate, which says, look, we don't need to cut unless we have job slow down. And instead we have, we could come in at 3.5 next month. And, and we got wage increases last on Friday that were but fairly nobody significant. Nobody cares. Because it says that we're fine. It was fine. It's not supposed to be fine, but it is fine. Now, interest rates obviously went up. Yes. But I'm just saying that if you're looking, that this soft landing, hard landing dichotomy is something I want to take out of our conversation. Right. You're in the no landing camp. We just, exactly. We just keep going. Well, why should we have landing? Right. Why should we have landing? This is not masters of the air where we're trying to land in Greenland, trying to land at the British Air Base. You're, you're not watching? Uh, no, I haven't been watching that. Masters of the air, Carl. I, I mean, oh, Apple yes. Plus, yes, of course, right? Apple, Apple Plus combined with the Vision Pro, along with someone who's riding on the subway and doing work. I think we discovered this weekend. Here's what happened this weekend. I think the Vision Pro went into went from boutique. To upside surprise this weekend. Uh, we're starting to get some street uh, people put numbers on at least the hardware revenue contribution. Yeah. B of A, 46 cents over the next five I know. years. Well, I think Tony Saganayu, if we have him on today, the best, the, the best numbers for Vision Pro behind us. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, not to say that it is not going to usher in an, a, a, a new usher. wave. Look at that. He's got the whole not thing. Not already Super, thinking Super Bowl. He's you know, thinking, uh, me and Usher amazing. go way back. Are you I, texting him right I used now? to have his, yeah, he and I used to be texting buddies. <laughs> He's been on the You floor. did not. We did. We sat next to each other at a dinner. We were friends Can for a brief period. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, all right. I'll show you later. Right. I'm, I'm sure he's Wait, busy this week, but yeah. go on. Um, but the price point of that is still too high for it to okay, become so a Tim broad said consumer to me, product. Tim, it's 30, Tim you know. has said to me over and over How again. How many have people you ever have heard that much money to drop you, on something? You, you can do buy now, pay later. Have you ever heard of, you ever heard of finance? Buy now, pay forever? P- pay later, not forever. Look, you know, Tim has said over and over again, boy, like people just buy it like everything else they buy. They'll buy it with, and pay interest. They'll buy it in installments. I'm, I'm sure it will do quite well. I'm sure it will get do you think it'll cheaper change the discourse? and smaller over time. And I think it, it may very well usher in an era in which we're all wearing goggles of some kind as we more and more I, become digitally. Did you see my post we of become the guy digital wearing brains. goggles in the, the uh, Cybertruck? <laughs> yes, I saw that. There you go. There you <laughs> but, go. But. Uh, you don't need to hallucinate to get, you know, there's two hallucinations right now. There's hallucination on AI, which means, of course, that that's the lies that they put, including the, uh, a dark uh, video. But there's also the hallucination that was the 30-person uh, Wall Street Journal story. Actually, only four bylines. Four bylines, yep. 
That's to get Elon Musk off the board. We're, we're going to talk about that in a little bit, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, get it's a get Musk. The long lives are out for Musk. I haven't seen in a long time. That's true. It does, it does they use the, that Was that the plaintiff's information that there are some in the Delaware case? somewhere who've decided they can start to turn on him in some fashion. It's true. And how do you feel about that? How do I feel personally about it? Never mind. I don't care how you feel personally because you'll never give it to me anyway. No. I'm not going to share my personal opinion. I'll share my personal I think that that piece makes it sound like it's very hard for the SEC not to come back and look at whether he's an independent board, which he was never. Who thought this was independent? There's just a web of wealth. But more importantly, I think they're going to say, well, wait a second. Is this man impaired? Um, and, and, they, and they try to not get, impaired. I, okay. I don't think he is at all. The journalists, obviously, they are committed to this story. Right. Okay. Keep coming they, back to the same like they story. Were committed they with keep the, finding... More evidence from two years ago, this one, or three years ago, that one. You know. Well, okay, okay. If if it were written about any other CEO, everybody would be talking about it. Thanks. Suppose. If it was written about a tool and die company. Yes. You think so? Yeah. First of all, we wouldn't know and we wouldn't care. I don't know. I I know and I don't care. He's the greatest industrialist of our time. He's the greatest single business person of our time. If he had a a substance problem, which I don't think he had. Well, that's the question. Does he he have one or not? He passed all the tests. He's not a drug addict. He passed all the tests for the NASA contract. Why should we think that he's a drug addict? I don't think we should. And I don't think he most likely is not. I think it's two separate stories, although they are related by this idea that some uh, of the board members party with him, so to speak. But it's the interrelationships within the board and whether that is, in fact, a form of governance that is probably not a good one for shareholders. Yeah, it it a- goes back to the uh, McCormick's ruling, throwing out well, his pay package I in Delaware that that, a couple of weeks I ago. I think that that is integral but to Jim, what happened. You raised an interesting point, which is who has he ticked off at this point who wasn't willing to turn on him in the past and now is? Because that's that, really what's going that's, on here. It was Linda Johnson Rice who left really the board in 2019. Meanwhile, uh, thank you. That's really what I was trying yeah. to get at. Uh, meantime, uh, stories over the weekend about the EV slowdown making its way to Europe, yes. uh, where German uh, sales of EVs may fall as much as 14 percent this year because of uh, fewer credits. Jim Piper cuts deliveries and margins today. I thought that was devastating. Um, and they okay. say you should probably take this year to get educated on other non-automotive parts of the business. Well, you have to because there's no longer to be upside surprise. You need to achieve sustainable valuation. That no longer upside from exa- from the vehicles. And by the way, they cut the numbers of the vehicles. I thought that was really significant. Uh, I thought that this piece just said you're buying something that is radically overvalued unless they come up with something else. It's, but you know what? It kind of reads, again, I'm going to take my side for a second. This is like what happened with Apple, where the analysts decided to bury it if they didn't have a good guide. Uh, for the for the cell phone, and then somehow the stock goes to one hundred seventy nine dollars and like fifty cents. Then it bounces back to one eighty six. I think if you look at this and say this is what this is my Tesla file, uh, what what you control Tesla, Kathy Wood will take it right up. She'll buy every single share. She'll take it and bid it and take it and bid it and take it and bid until it's up at the end of the day, because that's what the buyers do. They control the float. That's been the case and, since the sink came. And public. you think that happens somewhere here in the one eighties? Absolutely. They cannot let. That's what they do. The so buyers, the fan, fan, 
in-person buyers so these, take uh, and bid. These street lows of 150, 130, you don't think we get there? Good luck. There's still too much enthusiasm. Good luck. There's too much enthusiasm. And yes, I mean, the journal may try as best as it can to, to get uh, Gensler involved and take a hard look at this because of the web of uh, Elon Independence. Remember, they related to what, to Zynga in the in the article? I just don't think anybody was under the illusion that you were getting a typical board here and a typical company my to point. begin with. That's my I point. You knew that going in. I mean, that, my God, remember Solar City? I mean, all, you know, yeah, you know it's different. When, if you read the piece, it's Musk. If you read the piece, did you really feel differently about no. Musk? I didn't either. I didn't feel I said, like okay, I learned anything I didn't know. So he's just, he's a genius, and there are times when he uh, has a party. So your view is just caveat emptor on governance. You bet. This is not Griselda, which, by the way, is really good. It's not Griselda. It makes it sound like it is. Parties on yachts, you know? Well, uh, Tesla now worth about half of Meta after that record-setting market cap surge on Friday. Uh, Biggest market cap build in a single day by any company ever. We'll talk more about what that means for the business and the future of social media. Take a look at the pre-market. There's going to be a lot to get to this week between earnings from the likes of PayPal and Disney and Uber and Pins. We're back in a minute. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? The real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. Our running list of uh, companies announcing job reductions uh, continues. Snap today, uh, Jim, is going to be uh, cutting a global headcount by about 10%. Got some news out of SockGen today. Uh, and, of course, that's part of some other companies' story today. You go back over what Musk talked about. I'm sorry, sure, Musk is Musk. on my mind. Uh, Mark, what Mark Zuckerberg talked about. Uh, there was this moment in the middle of it which just said, hey, we don't need as many people to do this. We're not creating the content. You are. And we just turns out that we can make a lot more money than we thought. And David, I, I, if I were Snap, I would do exactly what they're doing and, and just make more money on the ads. Because I thought that, by the way, the Zuckerberg thing was, made, made me tremble as someone who's in the media, non, you know, we have on yeah. TV. Yeah. I, where are the ads oh, it's, going to come from for linear? I don't know. The numbers are staggering, staggering. when you look at. Uh, Meta and Amazon and Alphabet add right. that up compared to old media. It's not even. But David, what happened to cop shows, hospital shows? What, what happened to those? I mean, murder, homicide, NCIA. What is that? Yeah, I mean, do people not watch us? No, there'll there'll be some advertising for them. It is. How about comedies? It's Wait. a good comedy is still a good comedy. Come on. Well, I'm just say well, yeah, but that's that's Larry no, I, David. Of course, your point is is well taken. Jim, listen, uh, we we ran out of superlatives to describe Meta's quarter on um, on Friday. It added what 
$200 billion to its market value. This is a point I made on Friday worth making again to your point, which is they reduced their headcount, I think, from a high of 87,000 to 67,000. Wasn't that incredible? And yet productivity went the other way. What did they triple their their number per employee uh, numbers? So, you know, that's what you want as a shareholder, certainly. Well, look at what's happening with EL today, and that's 3 to 5%. 3 to 5%. Estee Lauder, my travel trust owns it. It's been terrible. Uh, there's a lot of misclassification they went over. I wonder if the SEC is going to take a hard look at that, even though the cash position was flat. But to go to what they're doing is basically saying, look, there's an inflection point. Actually, uh, Fabrizio Freda called it an inflection point. And when you use the term inflection point, well, then you're home free if you have enough credibility to make it work. And I think the Estee Lauder did. We've got a lot of, there's so much in that. Uh, Jeffrey thought it was okay. But if you look at the, the Stiefel note, they're positive on it. And then I think that in the end, Estee What's the matter? I got it. It's like this is my crib it's like a, a crazy man's kidnap. Look at look at look at this. You've seen this it. is what this is what he's working off of. <laughs> you knew this is what it looked like, didn't you? That, that, I know. That's called that, that's that's called rigor. David. Help me! I've been taken prisoner. No, by no, no. It says it says didn't cut out the he didn't cut the margin outlook. Okay, and that's what did it. He didn't cut the margin outlook. Right. And, and and then I combine that with we are encouragingly at an inflection point. I use brown for for when it's really important. I use blue for when it's somewhat important. And you probably think this is arts and crafts. Are we finally a believer in this story, Jim? In the Yale story? Got to listen to this call. I mean, look, I think that there was a heavily short, heavy short position that once again China was going to take it down. It is a Joe Blake quarter once again. They got travel doesn't work. They had uh, higher end products doing just okay. They got China travel. Uh, they have China to Korea travel bad. Uh, obviously. When you have you have duty free bed, I don't know what's left to be bad. bad. Even U.S. Department Store didn't sound good. However, given all of that, they still are using one minus one plus one instead of the consensus was too negative. Okay, and that's what did consensus was too negative. And David, just so you know, that's the that's the yellow line. Consensus too negative. Got it. Consensus was worse. That, that was really important. And the consensus was for minus two. And they're coming in at uh, consensus was for uh, earnings per share of 208 to 223. And they're going to do it. And the EBIT margin is the same when accounting for higher tax rate. So there you go. That's called beating consensus, David. Uh, well, we'll talk more about EL. We're going to dive into Caterpillar. Uh, Jim Mumpleby's with us. Stock's one of today's earnings winners on track for a fresh record high. Uh, we'll talk some McDonald's and Boeing and Tyson. Got some pharma M&A and Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds. Thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magirite is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. Canva. All right, let's get to a mad dash about seven minutes before we get started with trading for the week here at the New York Stock Exchange. You know, on Friday, Jim... I talked a bit about the decline in charter communication yes, shares, which impacted the shares of our parent company, Comcast, as well. Had a very bad day also after better than expected earnings yes. in many ways. Yes. There's now the follow-on from analysts, not unexpected, many downgrading the stock. Uh, Wells Fargo, they had a buy on it. J.P. Morgan surprisingly had a buy on it. Now, David, 
Uh, remember no Donald longer. Rumsfeld? Neither Don- have a buy any longer. Right. right. Donald, right. Yeah. Donald Rumsfeld, they're buy to hold. Uh, unknown, unknown. David, explain this to me. ACP, according to Wells Fargo, is a known unknown. What do they mean by that? Uh, that that program is coming to an end, right. which subsidizes people's broadband and or wireless connections. So we're going to get a drop off. And conceivably, and charters relying on it perhaps more than the other companies are. And so there is a, so you know it's coming, but I guess you still don't know the impact. Maybe that's what they're referring to. Do you remember Ford? charter in the 2000-2003 period where it was down every day? Yeah, well, it went bankrupt. Well, that's right. <laughs> That's not happening here. I rest. Not at all. The prosecution rests. Not at all. No, okay. That's not a, I want to be sure about not that. Not even because, close. All right. That's but listen, uh, broadband subs declined more than had been anticipated, and average revenue per user was lower than had been anticipated. You know, Jim, I've been talking, you have as well, about fixed wireless and or simply about people substituting their 5G phone and just watching, I don't know, maybe kids don't even have TVs anymore. But, I, but you look, do have to wonder whether whether T-Mobile's fixed wireless product, Verizon moving so strongly into it as well, is starting to have an impact. Well, Mike Sievert would say, from T-Mobile would say, starting, Jim, do some homework. Yeah. And now, then, then we would talk about Dave Matthews, who we sent each other for a great Dave Matthews. you'd also come up against this, which is the capacity issue, that they're much better off selling a wireless subscription in an area where they have, where they have the capacity to offer Correct. broadband. And eventually, they're going to be able to do that. And so it's a limited service offering, is right. the belief. Right, we'll but maybe, maybe the younger people just say, listen, I'm just going to... Yeah, just use my phone. Yeah. My kid, my kids, and have, then my Vision Pro. Yeah, my kids have Netflix. They watch me on YouTube. All right, Perfect. we gotta go. We gotta go. We got an opening bell. We got a lot more uh, things to cover, including that Nova Nordisk uh, Catalan deal. We'll get to that. And don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere by listening to and following the Squawk in the Street Opening Bell podcast. Got some more aircraft problems for Boeing. The company says it has to rework 50 of its 737 MAX jets slated for delivery due to some misdrilled holes on Spirit Aerosystem fuselages, Jim. Uh, meantime, you got the FT with this these comments from the head of Emirates saying, this is last chance saloon. We trusted these people. Uh, it, it's incredible because Emirates has a real substantial uh, Airbus position already uh, and it's been a very good relationship. So, I mean, maybe this is finally a customer of some size uh, that uh, the previous CEO spent a lot of time with me telling me that Emirates was Boeing's, that Emirates was going toward Boeing. And I thought that this showed me that perhaps the previous CEO, Molenberg, uh, his, uh, his opportunity to with Emirates may be on the road. We'll pick up on that point in a moment. Let's get the opening bell. And the CBC Real Time Exchange and the big board specialty chemicals company Element Solutions, fifth anniversary, and the NASDAQ analytics software company Cognite making its 30th anniversary as we get some negative breath here on the open following Powell's comments. Jim, your point though on Boeing is that it might not mean you switch to Airbus, but maybe you double down on Airbus a little bit. Yeah, I do. I mean, look, I, I, when, I when I look at what's going with Boeing, Spirit, they syndicate, they indicate, they, you know, they've been very cagey. Now, we we went uh, full bore, uh, I, I think, on Calhoun about whether this is something, maybe they should rethink the relationship with Spirit, which the relationship, oh, they're killing every supplier to Boeing. 
the relationship is so questionable to me, uh, and you can continue to argue that that it doesn't matter and it's really owned by Boeing. It's Boeing's fault, and that's great. That's great. That's great that they fall on their sword. How about just dealing with the problems at Spirit, point blank? Uh, maybe this was a, a questionable relationship, and they ought to buy Spirit if they had the balance sheet so they can get it under control. Well, you certainly brought that up with Calhoun last week. Well, they don't want to go there. They don't want to go anywhere. They're just hoping to ride it out, figure the media will get exhausted eventually. Won't, won't comment on it. I think these are airplanes. People ride them. I think the media is never going to give up. Uh, certainly never. dinging uh, the Dow here, uh, Boeing, yeah. on top of the uh, ad- additional weakness that we're going to get, Jim, uh, from the Powell comments. Although, right. interestingly, the head of the Boston Fed, Rosengren, said this was a confusing interview in which Pelly's voiceover sort of references maybe That's a 50-point cut. Quarter. That was, yeah, but yeah. does it increase more uncertainty? I, 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 I almost I, felt that it was a general mass audience view. I'm a little afraid that 60 Minutes may not have a deep understanding of Fed policy. Happy birthday, j Sorry about Got that. that. I just, like, Got that. I'm not, I'll stick with Tim Rose at the Journal or Steve Leisman, please, not, or Sarah uh, Eisen, not Scott Pelly. no offense, Scott. Well, Great journalist, but just uh, not okay. his area of expertise. Well, I mean, I it's think our that, area of expertise. <laughs> I mean, well, I think at the end, you turn to each other if you're watching with someone. You say, "Well, that was nothing new. Let's go back to what we were watching." I, I really feel there's nothing new. So anyone who's selling on this yeah. is like reacting to the news that came out before the employment number. The employment number was significant. It was, but interest rates. You know, we've look. We've got the. Quite significant. We have, we have everything going back to four. But you know, one of the things he, he made is it's not. A, it doesn't hurt any. Housing's not been hurt at all. Well, no. Kashkari's got a, a piece out today suggesting that maybe the neutral rate is higher than we think. Well, that's the end of the soft hard. Yeah. The neutral rate is high. It's working, and we have an economy that's growing. Without that, with a little bit of inflation, you know, now that we saw the number on Friday, you you go back and do the interview, you would have to say, well, wait a second, we have wage growth. Is that sustainable? Is that going to cause inflation? Right. Um, guys, we did have a deal this morning. We actually Are you had on Catalan. Yeah, we had a few deals, but Catalan is the is the one I, I, I want to sort yeah, of focus on this let's morning, given both its size and also our, our our viewers may recall this is a company that had just a series of issues, whether it was manufacturing issues because they manufacture their key business is manufacturing drugs for other companies. They're the manufacturing sites for for many of the drugs that, that we know well. Um, series of issues there. Then with, in terms of their financials, uh, Elliot came in, activists. There was a deal, uh, or at least there was a thought that it would might get sold at one point. It didn't, but now it is. Uh, and at a nice premium, not at an all-time high. Uh, 63.50 is the price. And the buyer here is Novo Holdings. And I have to say, Jim, I was not, I'm sure you were, because you always know these things, but I was not aware that Nova Holdings, uh, which is a part of the Nova Nordisk Foundation, basically manages the assets of this foundation, which has over $100 billion in assets, is the controlling shareholder of the company that we also talk about so often, Nova Nordisk itself. Of course, why do we talk about it? Because of GLP-1s, because right. of its, uh, its, its big drugs, um, Ozempic and Govi. And so um, therefore, you, it wasn't quite weird that that one entity bought the three plants that were involved yes, with Govi? So the deal is as such, uh, premium deal here for Catalan, which, as you know, has been a problematic company. Um, 
And then immediately, they're selling three large manufacturing facilities, they own many more than that, for $11 billion to Nova Nordis, uh, which would seem to put them in a position to meet perhaps the ever-growing demand for their products, Jim. Correct. Correct. And I thought they're paying they, quite a price, by the way, for, for thought, those three facilities. I thought that was uh, Elliott Partners, Mark Steinberg. Yes. We know uh, from last week from for Etsy. Pinterest and from now from Etsy. That's but right. person has wide ranging interest, Mark Steinberg. Apparently, Mr. Steinberg is a Renaissance man. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes he's a Renaissance man. But yes. I'll tell you one thing about this deal, Carl. But let's just cut to the change. The demand for these products are insane. Now, someone might have said, wait a second, this has got to hurt Eli Lilly because they're going to have more, uh, they finally have the capacity to meet demand. No, no, and Eli Lilly's up because this is just one more sign that you can't make enough of this stuff. There's new trials coming out. We'll be speaking to Eli Lilly, but I do think that this is a refer once again a referendum that there is so much demand, uh, and they cannot. They there's no way they can meet anywhere near the supply for this. I, I also find you, Dave. Maybe you can stop me on this, but yeah. I don't. I don't think it really created a lot more uh, ability to make it. No. Uh, that, yeah. that, uh, but, uh, you know, in terms of timing and the close, acquisition expected to have low single-digit negative impact on operating profit growth in both 24 and 25. Um, uh, and, uh, well, you'd, and it's an upfront payment of $11 billion. Right. That's enterprise value for the sites, uh, as well as uh, uh, plus additional value for certain corporate assets and liabilities attributable to those businesses. Now, no, this is going to happen immediately. Up? First, you got to get the deal closed. Oh, sorry. So, no, someone might think that's GOP-1, but it's actually international. <laughs> right. right. It's actually also off of earnings, right? So yeah. Yeah. why don't we uh, talk yeah. about it? Well, well, the the international miss, interesting. The comments, Jim, from Kamchinsky about the misinformation, disheartening, yes. ill-founded uh, in international. And then comments about the low end, Jim, uh, losing some traction among the low end as it's now cheaper to go to the grocery store than it is to eat away from home. Well, look, this is, this is the Costco issue. I mean, Costco's put through major price cuts. Uh, the meat section, the, the, we were, it was radical, the prices I saw this weekend. Uh, I have to tell you that this conference was not unlike uh, Luxman Narasimha's conference for Starbucks. Uh, Starbucks hurt more domestically, no ties with Israel. But it was, look, I, I think Kim Chesky, I think he's being very prudent in talking about how the short, the lower end is hurt. I mean, same thing with Dollar Tree. Uh, they, they should be, there are consequences to having uh, locked into lower wages with higher, as Powell said, higher food prices. But one conquer, one way to conquer is to go to the supermarket, but go to the right supermarket. Go to Walmart grocer, or more importantly, go to Costco grocer, and you're going to see prices that will make it so you wouldn't, you don't have to worry about going out. You can stay in. By the way, remember, don't forget what America's Express said. Younger people going out like crazy. So yes. it really is low yes. end, no, high end, spending like the darn full heads off. Right. Including at Chili's. <laughs> yes, I know you had. Uh... Kevin, you had Brinker on the other day, so well, you're you're all about chilies now. I'm about how many hamburgers? Do you know that I put up the hamburgers? I had like the most TikTok I've had since. Uh, well, no, the most TikTok I ever had was when when we didn't talk about this, Mr. Hunt. I asked him a question about Taylor Swift, and that was all it took. 
That's suddenly, great, suddenly I was in the top 100 TikToks. Uh, Jim, you started the show by talking about earnings and the takeaway that we've gotten. But I would, I would argue that when it comes to technology, the one takeaway that investors seem to have is that AI is ascendant, it will never stop, and there's going to be more and more spending. The and that is reflected. The Goldman piece? The Goldman and Vidya piece? I, I, are you talking about? I didn't even see that piece. I'm just looking at the stock price that's up another 3.5% yeah. this morning. That is in I Didia. said own it, don't trade it. Uh, now very close, Carl, to a one7 trillion dollar market value. All aboard. It's really not that long ago. Of course, we can all remember when it just crossed the trillion dollar mark, and here it is 70% higher. Well, did you have with the meta comments? Zuckerberg, I wanted to know whether Zuckerberg bought so many uh, of, of the graphics cards that he blocked other companies. But there's a Goldman piece this morning which talks about all the all the large companies, the you know, NVIDIA, Alpha, the now beleaguered Alphabet, I'll call them that. Uh, obviously, Amazon it meta. It, I mean, Microsoft. They're just buying so many of these that Zuckerberg. I felt maybe he, he's buying up for stuff he doesn't even know about yet. Mm. He's uh, betting you'll yeah. need him. Goldman was at six twenty-five. They go to eight hundred. I was looking at uh, the street, Jim. Average target now six eighty. But of the majors, Goldman is the high. Loop still has a thousand. There's right. some outliers there. But well, what they're now saying is that twenty-four is not an inflection. Next year's going to be huge. Uh, and. There's really no limit. I mean, the 200 is going to ship. People were were confused by the AMD head-to-head uh, Nvidia because Nvidia did not have the, the software stack included in their in their uh, the contest there. But uh, I think that Nvidia is enabling you to be able to do a lot more things with chat and a lot more things with AI than you could before, David. Including you know footnotes started. You can footnote. That's the way you get rid of hallucination. Mm-hmm. You, you can foot you can you can footnote things. It started in November with RAG. It's a form of uh, RAG is a form of artificial intelligence that allows you to reference things. You can foot where do, well, right, where, do you, where do you find these footnotes? The, the Nvidia blog from November has finally come true. It's really excellent. Meantime, last night B of A had a desk note, basically just musing about which company is going to make AI click for right. the consumer. Interesting. And this desk's view was that it would be Apple. Whenever that is, it would be Apple. Well, Do you look, think that's right? I think that, that Samsung right now has some pretty cool stuff where you can just draw a circle on something and and then, it, it, like, let's say you did plus four, like my wife's mask, you circle it. Then immediately you would see everything because it out pops the, the Google uh, entry. That's what, that's that could be Edge, we don't know, but the idea with Edge, just so we know, is, is that this was... Uh, David, that this machine itself yeah. will not require you to go to the cloud. It'll be right on there. And eventually right in there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But th- it matters because if this is more powerful, it will we're down to Apple's benefit. Apple's obviously AI, but Apple is best days are ahead of it. Wow. Video. Let's go to break. I told you about NVIDIA. You said, we were, you said we'd be safe short NVIDIA. I you were wrong. That. I never said that. It's a lie. <laughs> that, is, that wasn't Buffet's lie, but I saw it on TikTok. <laughs> uh, take a look at the bond market today. Uh, we're going to get some services data, uh, PMI in a minute, and then ISM at the top of the hour, along with SLUs, the C- Senior Loan Officer Survey, and Bostic this afternoon, 10-year, 112. Back in a moment. Welcome back to Squawk on the Street. Rick Santella here live at CMEHQ with the first of the breaking news events of this week. Starting out with S&P Global, the services PMI. These are January finals that will replace mid-month read. Mid-month, 52.9. Take four-tenths away and you arrive at the final read of 
52.5 best since July, and even though it was downgraded a bit. Now, if we look at the composite, 52.3 was mid-month read. It also gets downgraded by three-tenths to 52.0. 52.0 equals August and July of last year. To find a higher number, you have to go to June of last year. We still have ISM uh, services PMIs to come out, and that'll be top of the hour. Do keep in mind, we're seeing a bear steepening, less inverted on the yield curve. Rates across the curve are higher, but they're higher in long maturities. And the dollar index, it's on pace for its best close since mid-November. Squawk on the Street will return after a short break. Caterpillar hitting a fresh record high after posting an earnings beat and many other things that drive this stock. We've got Caterpillar Chairman and CEO Jim Umble, please join us exclusively now. First, Jim, I'm just going to outright congratulate you because I know that there were some last time you reported the stock goes down to 208. People didn't understand what went on. You were very clear on Mad Money that this was the beginning of a major breakout. What does the breakout include? Because it's obviously up 120 points since that interview. Well, thank you, Jim. It's great to be with you, Carl and David, this morning. Let's just start by just thanking our global team for another strong quarter and an outstanding 2023 record financial performance. And to answer your question, what's really driving it was sales and revenues, uh, all-time record up 13%, adjusted profit per share, again, all-time record up 53%. And we're also very proud of our team's ability to generate cash. Our ME&T free cash flow was up 74%, all-time record of $10 billion. And we returned uh, last year $7.5 billion to shareholders through share repurchases and dividends. So, again, couldn't be more proud of our global team and how they performed in the last year. I think that one of the things that I think people have to understand is that this is a new cat. When I read that demand remains healthy for non-residential and residential construction, people probably don't understand. Non-residential includes incredible infra, which is going to be spent also this year, but also data center, which I think now is much more important than almost anything you do. Well, you know, we serve a variety of diverse end markets, and we are quite excited about the opportunities. We do believe that our total addressable market is expanding due to the secular growth trend around data centers and that growth that's there due to cloud computing and generative AI. And so we're excited about that opportunity. And we actually announced in our investor call a few minutes ago that we're making a large multi-year investment to increase our manufacturing capacity around large engines. And those will help us serve that, that growing demand in power generation around data centers. Also, we believe there's an opportunity over time through the energy transition. As more renewables are added to the grid, our, our large reciprocating engines and our gas turbines can be used to provide grid stability. And those engines and gas turbines burn a wide variety of fuels, natural gas, biofuels, hydrogen blends. So again, we're very excited about what we see as future growth opportunities moving forward. Now, Jim, one of the things that has dogged you or dogged your company, and I think incorrectly, is that there had always been a belief that there maybe was too much inventory. I think you put that paid. That's no longer the issue. If anything, I would think that you do have an equipment shortage. You did note that there could be a little dip in some businesses, which I think is uh, one of the reasons why the stock is coming down. Can we clarify that? Because I think that that was uh, that the dip, so to speak, was in one bit of business and should not color 2024 earnings. Yeah, as we think about dealer inventory, you know, it's important to keep in mind that our dealers are independent businesses and they make their own decisions about their inventory. And, and the decisions they make are based on a variety of things. One is availability of equipment, and the other is what they see happening in the marketplace. 
And so as the supply chain constraints have started to ease, our availability has improved. And that's allowed dealers, again, to make different decisions and our customers as well as to when they place orders for machines. But the bottom line on dealer inventory is we're squarely in what we consider the appropriate typical range for dealer inventory. So we're not concerned about that at all. Now, I, I did want to talk about the fact that supply chain is now good. We spoke to Newcore last week, and one of the things Newcore said was actually your business, not your business specifically, but the business that you're in, machinery, uh, was weaker. It obviously wasn't you, and I think that when I see supply chain ease, what that tells me is gross margin going to get better this year, which matters tremendously. And also, I think you can meet the demand of the hottest units. Well, we have been working very hard to increase the resiliency of our supply chain, and we're continuing to work on that. We, as I mentioned, we have seen supply chain conditions ease, but we also talked about the fact that we are still facing some constraints around large engines, and that has an impact on power generation and oil and gas and a bit on our larger machines. But again, uh, you know, we feel comfortable with where we are. We're making the right kinds of investments to continue to profitably grow our business. Let's talk about infrastructure, because I, I, I was surprised, actually, you, did, you didn't need to emphasize it, frankly, because you have so much core business. But I have to believe that when we start talking about chips, talk about IRA, that this is not something that necessarily ends in 2024. If anything, it seems like it's just starting. Well, we, you know, we had a, a, a strong 2023 in construction industries, and we told the, the investor, our investors today that we expect another strong year, particularly in North America in 2024. And, of course, a lot of that is underpinned by the infrastructure investments that are that are government supported. So again, we do feel good about what we see in 2024. And it, it does take time for permitting to come through on many large projects, as you know. So we believe that the infrastructure investments being made by the government will play out over time as those permitting processes conclude. In the old days, I would expect that you would have some sort of a relationship maybe with a business that I may be in construction. Uh, Earlier this year, we announced the success of collaboration with, with Microsoft and power systems demonstrate the viability of using large format hydrogen. I want to combine what you're talking about, which is that a new customer set with and just drill down because you did mention it to sustainability, because this is, again, a market that's uh, 2026 to 2030 as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so we're, we're investing in a variety of sustainability initiatives. One is making our traditional equipment more efficient, and we're doing that, and we talked about a a new product uh, that we introduced recently that is improving fuel efficiency, which improves emissions. But as you mentioned, we're also working with our customers to really work on some cutting edge kinds of advancements in sustainability with Microsoft. You know, we were the systems integrator and we, will, we were able to demonstrate um, hydrogen fuel cell backup for data centers. And at the same time though, we are supporting them with more of our traditional machines as well. So really we're doing both. We're, we're supporting our customers today and we're also investing for the future to support them and as they strive to meet their sustainability objectives. Hey, finally, Jim, I know you had a comment on the call about uh, China demand, specifically on heavy excavators. Uh, can you just talk about what that trajectory looks like? You know, China, typically, if you look over a long period of time, China represents 5 to 10 percent of our total sales. We had a couple of very strong years in 2020 and 2021. We saw a decline in 2022, a further decline in 2023. And so we told investors that we last year we were below that 5 to 10 percent range. We expect that market to be relatively weak again this year. Uh, uh, and that market for us is primarily hydraulic excavators above 10 ton. But again, regardless of the fact that the Chinese market was relatively weak last year, as I mentioned, we produced record results. 
Okay, uh, Jim, thank you so much for coming on. I think it's, a, it's very special to have you on right after the call, and it was very meaningful. Really appreciate it. Jim Uppelby, CEO of Caterpillar. Thank you, Jim. Carl and David. Yeah. Uh, we have this guy, Jason Gwertz. He's really fabulous. Puts out a memo. Uh, he put out a memo citing something that we did for the Travel Trust involving Danaher and how we held on and we got the gain in Danaher. We're going to tell that story tonight. I would not have do it. I would not be self-reverential. I am reverential of Jason, who I think we would all admit is a guy who doesn't get enough credit because we don't talk about behind-the-scenes people who make us look smarter. Yeah, all our behind-the-scenes people don't get enough credit. <laughs> yeah, all Period. of them. Absolutely. And, all of them. and David, the NVIDIA short, it never was you. It turned out to be this dark web on TikTok. I, if anything, have been quite positive on NVIDIA. Listening to you, Jim. Shares of which are now up 4.7%, and it is now a $1.7 trillion market I, I, value. i got to rename this dog. Rag, you know, we have Rag and Tony. <laughs> got to go I back think to Tony, him. we got to go right back. He's Jensen. He's Jensen. Idiot too. He's Jensen. Idiot too. No, he's oh, Jensen. Jensen. He's Jensen. That's a great name. Here's Jensen. He doesn't answer anything other than a piece of steak, so who the <laughs> hell cares? Jim, we'll see you at 6, uh, Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, holding 49.50. ISM Services on the way. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.